1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to My SD Moms. I am SD Mom Jessica. And I am My SD Mom Amber. (laughs) Hi, Amber. So we're doing uh, with COVID cases on the rise. Once again, uh, we wanted to have a little chat about COVID and your kids and mental health and keeping them healthy mentally, not just physically, because mentally. And I think that's going to become a lot um, bigger problem now that we're going into month, whatever we are, uh, of COVID. So I think we're gonna have a little talk about that today Amber how how are your kids handling you know everything
3: I think parents have to really consider the fact like how it's affecting our lives and our mental health it's equally affecting our children's mental health as well right you know um, you know not being able to hang out with their friends um, you know having to homeschool it's been a it's been definitely a, a different lifestyle that they' that they're experiencing and um, they're staying positive but you can tell that they're missing the old way of life right and and that's for all of us
2: so you know when you're stressed out about this imagine your kids being stressed out about this too and not only are they stressed out they don't know as much as you especially the little ones they don't get it
3: yeah it's hard for them to just kind of like understand everything that's going on and understand their feelings and emotions um, and how it's affected that their mental state you know absolutely so we're gonna be talking just a
2: moment here to dr natasha cortez uh she works in psychiatry and addiction medicine for kaiser permanente so we have dr cortez with us good morning doctor it's not morning anymore i always forget i always say good morning i'm so used to it (laughs) right um so the big story right now is the new spike in numbers of COVID nineteen. Um, a lot of lockdown orders are going back into effect in California, uh, mm-hmm. and so I it's I think it's important that we revisit this conversation about what how do you talk to your kids about COVID nineteen? How do you really implore them? the importance of being safe, of wearing a mask, of why all of their world has suddenly changed in the last few months. So let's talk start there. Um, how do you talk, what's the best approach for parents to talking to their kids about COVID? Right. So
0: first of all, I always encourage parents to make sure that they're taking care of themselves first, emotionally and mentally, because kids can easily pick up on stress and especially nowadays with all the news going on with COVID-19, children will learn how to respond to stress by watching how their parents react. So I always recommend that parents are in a calm state and able to organize their own thoughts first so they can sit down and have that kind of conversation with their kids. And it really depends on the child's age, um, their developmental level, and maturity. So for kids in preschool and elementary school, it helps to be monitoring what they're seeing or hearing through the news and media. And before answering questions, ask your child what it is they already know about COVID or coronavirus and what they want to know. So you may also have to correct any misinformation that your child may have picked up from the news or social media and give just really simple answers that are easy for the child to understand and be honest. So. Parents can simplify the conversation and saying things like COVID 19 is a short name for coronavirus disease 2019. It is a new virus, and scientists and doctors are still learning about it. Recently, this virus has made a lot of people sick. Health experts are working really hard to help those people recover keep the virus from making other people sick, and keep people staying healthy. And you can explain to kids what happens if you get sick with COVID-19 and just explain that it can look different in different people. So for many people, getting sick with COVID-19 would be like looking like you have the flu. So people can get a fever, cough, have a hard time breathing. And most people who have gotten COVID-19 have not gotten very sick. Only a small group of people who get it have had more serious problems. And if you do get sick, it doesn't mean you have COVID-19. People can get sick from all kinds of germs. And what's important to remember is that, is that if you do get sick, there's adults at home that can help you get the help that you need. And so during these times of uncertainty, young kids are often looking for reassurance and safety. They often will personalize like, scary events like these kinds of outbreaks and will wonder, can I get sick with this? Will this affect my family? So it's important to emphasize, number one, that your family is safe. And parents can reassure their children that they are in a safe environment at home and that they're being looked after very carefully. And parents will be there to help provide comfort during these stressful times. But it's also important to be realistic and explain that you can't promise that there will be no coronavirus cases in your neighborhood or community. But just being proactive in teaching kids everyday actions to help reduce the spread of germs like Washing your hands frequently, staying away from people who are coughing or sneezing, um, and also reminding the kids to cough or sneeze into a tissue or their elbows and throw the tissue into the trash. And if the kids' school is open, discussing any actions that the school has taken to protect the kids and their teachers is helpful, too. And just reassuring your kids that there's lots of people helping those affected by COVID-19, it helps to show the children that when something scary or bad happens, there are people out there to help. And there's also plenty of videos out there now on YouTube for young kids that can help make hand washing and staying germ-free fun, including, like, the Wash Your Hands Dance with Baby Shark or Happy Hands by Balance <laughs> Patrol. Those are some ones that I've been using for, you know, my own child. So <laughs> I think whatever tools you have available um, to kind of help reassure and teach them, you know, to stay healthy and clean, I think that's a really good place to start.
2: Um, what about... Teenagers, as the kids get older, because they're, I feel, a lot more susceptible to things that they see online and social media. Right. Um. How how do you you? It's hard to really kind of censor what they see. So how do you handle this kind of situation with a teenager, somebody or that's getting even close
0: to young adulthood? Right. So for teenagers, I always recommend that. You know, obviously teens have already seen the news through TV or they're on their smartphones. I always advise parents to check in and discuss. And at this age, teenagers have already developed their own thoughts, beliefs, and and how they view the world. So allowing the teenagers to kind of vocalize and express their opinions on things is is helpful. And you can also help steer the teens towards, you know, making a good moral decision in terms of public health. So even just kind of sitting down with them and talking about, hey. Even though you might want to be going out with your friends and I know it's summer, you know, school is out, there's always, you know, going to be that that temptation there to just, you know, forget that there's also a pandemic going on. So explain to the teenager, hey, you know, I know that you really want to spend time out there with your friends, but just keep in mind that people are still getting really sick. There's an increase in cases of people getting sick with COVID 19. And it's still important that you're being responsible by washing your hands wearing your mask out there in public and just, you know, reminding them, even if they're you know, resistant to doing that, that there's a lot of older people in the community that could be getting sick from the teenager spreading it possibly. So sometimes I encourage parents to talk about, Hey, well, think about grandma and grandpa like that might be coming to visit at home, or you might be going to see them. You want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to help protect them too. So wear your mask, wash your hands, stay six feet away from people as much as you can.
2: Um, my next question is now, what if you have a family member that you, um, find out does have COVID, how, how should you handle that with your kids? Sh- I mean, should you be just straight up honest with, with, with them? How do you be honest with them without scaring them and, you know, having them, especially, you know, with teenagers, they're automatically, cause they might know a little bit more. They're automatically going to go, Oh no, grandma's going to die. You know, I don't want that to happen. How do you talk with them with this very serious subject?
0: Right. So that's a tough one, but obviously I think being open and honest with your teenager or your child at any age is is number one. Um, I do think that it's important to have an open door policy and just say, hey, you know, I want to sit down and talk with you, make sure there's an available time and space for that and say, hey, we have a family member that's Struggling right now they're sick with COVID-19 and these are the kinds of symptoms that they're having and they're you know getting the help they need they're in the hospital but this is what we need to be careful of especially during this time so having a conversation with a teenager about what it's going to look like what changes are going to be happening in the household if that family member is in the house if they're you know wanting to visit the family member explaining hey right now it's not a safe time to go visit the hospital has these rules about keeping you know our family member safe and us safe as well and these are what the doctors have recommended and just kind of making sure that you're not overly informing the teenager with too much information that can be very anxiety provoking and scary but also just being honest if they're having questions to answer them with as much that you can provide them with the information with and so that they're aware of what's going on But not necessarily feeding into too much of the anxiety that's behind it and so also again just making sure that you're checking in with them asking them how do they feel about the situation how are they coping with it if they're going through a lot of stress and anxiety because of it just letting them know you're understanding them you're being empathic and you're affirming that these feelings are very much there Um, just kind of reassuring them that hey it's okay to be scared and afraid right now i'm feeling the same way too but we're going to get through this together
3: Now, I know some teenagers aren't very um, willing to open up to their parents on how they feel. Um, Are there signs to look for um, that your teenager or your child is suffering from anxiety or depression? Sure. So signs that your child or
0: teenager is becoming more anxious is a change in sleep pattern. So they're up at night worried or they're fearful to go to sleep alone. They have difficulty controlling their worries and they'll often ask you questions repeatedly throughout the day for reassurance. They can get really frustrated or really big behavioral changes like temper tantrums, um, angry outbursts or crying spells that are difficult to console. And especially now during COVID-19, we've seen many children and teenagers with preoccupations about getting sick or that there is something physically wrong with their bodies. And for depression in children and teenagers, they would look more withdrawn, they're irritable, they're not enjoying their usual activities that used to provide them joy, they're having problems sleeping again, lack of appetite, problems with like their focus or concentration or negative self-talk. And if there's any of these concerns that there is depression or anxiety going on, parents should seek out mental health professionals to help better assess and provide the appropriate treatment.
2: Um. Speaking of the heavy stuff, what are some things we can do to encourage our kids to get their minds off of that heavy stuff? You know, not so much ignore the problem, but get them back into the here's what life is. Here's some things to smile about.
0: Right. So especially now. I encourage parents to try their best to re-emulate some sort of a routine because I know that it's school's out and summer is here. There's always a temptation for kids to sleep in and relax, which is fine, but just also keeping in mind that too much of that can lead into problems with, like, sleeping into late in the night or sleeping in too late during the day that could disrupt their whole mood even for, you know, the daytime. So just encouraging trying to go to bed the same night trying to wake up the same time during the day and finding a purpose for wanting to get up. So whether it's, hey, you can help me make breakfast in the kitchen in the morning, let's choose what what food you want to make. Going out for some sort of physical activity is really important, even though we have to be practicing social distancing, a lot of families and parents I know are doing their best to do like in the backyard, setting up, you know, a type of like YouTube video that they can exercise together with or taking a walk in the neighborhood within your own household with family members there. Um, Just encouraging as much as you can to limit screen time. I know that's the temptation for a lot of preteens and teenagers, but just monitoring how much they're on. It doesn't need to necessarily be, you know, behind their back all day, seeing what they're going through, but just giving them a time limit like, hey, so I'll let you use your phone for the next five to ten minutes. But after that, we're going to be doing something together as a family. So doing as much as you can together as a family right now and providing distracting activities, whether it's just reading, cooking together, you know, watching a funny movie as a family, getting out, you know, to exercise and just kind of re-emulating some sort of routine is really important.
2: Um, I've, I've seen a couple reports talking about how everything going on right now with COVID and lockdown could have a potential to give kids sort of um, a, a bunch of different uh, mental health issues, including PTSD, um, what kind of things can we do proactively as parents to help our kids get through this and get onto the other side, whatever that other side may be, um, without coming into it with, even if they you know already had a mental health issue, prior to that, to not make anything worse or have anything, you know, start to develop?
0: Right. So I think the biggest thing is making sure that you're talking with your your teenager and your kids and just making sure that you're checking in with them, especially during these times. There's a big tendency for kids and teens to kind of start to withdraw as they're getting more anxious about what's going on in the world. They'll start to kind of hone in on their own feelings and might not feel comfortable opening up to their parents about, what they're going through emotionally. So a lot of times turn to their friends, which is normal, but you'll notice that for a lot of kids and teens, it's easier for them to open up to people their own age. So you might feel, you know, as a parent, oh, it's not really my, or I to step in and see how they're doing. But at this time, I think it's really important that parents take that big step and just check in and say, Hey, you know, I know right now it's a scary time. I just want to see how you're feeling about it. What are your thoughts? You know, how have you been coping with your stress and what can I do to help? And for a lot of teenagers, they might say, well, I don't know. I don't know where to start. And just even opening the conversation and keeping that as a a line of communication is a good place to begin because that really opens the doors for longer conversations that, hey, at least the teenager knows that you're interested in how they're feeling about it what they're going through, so they're not bottling up all those emotions inside, which can lead to more anxiety down the line. I think that's a good place to begin, and then just making sure that, again, setting up a good routine for them to make sure that they're not staying in their room all day just you know, on their cell phone, feeding into this anxiety, I think making sure that they're out of their rooms as much as you can, spending time as a family together, and if they're really interested in learning about what's happening with COVID-19, watch the news with them, see what they're looking at, and and help make sure that they're getting the information correctly so you can talk about it together.
2: Dr. Natasha Cortez, thank you so much again uh, for joining us and talking about this very important subject and, you know, helping giving us some guidance on how to talk to our kids about COVID-19. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a good rest of the day. You too. Take care. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Thank you guys
3: again so much for joining us. Yeah, it was a really interesting topic. You know, it's hard for us parents. We're going through this for the first time ever in our lives as our kids. So it's nice to uh, hear from professionals on how we should uh, tackle this issue. Absolutely. And
2: we really, once again, we really appreciate Kaiser Permanente and Dr. Natasha Cortez for helping us out today. Thank you, Amber, for joining us from, you know, social distanced away. My pleasure. All right. And until next time, I'm my SD mom, Jessica. And I'm my SD mom Amber. Have a great day, guys. Bye.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?